like about 60 miles that way. You know, and uh, where the buildings go like this. You know, and then we got horses and cows and things, you know, so uh, being in Honolulu kind of like sucks. Uh, I'm from where the best beaches are at, so you guys are like in the wrong places. You need to go that way. Okay? But anyway, uh, before, I, before I continue, uh, I just wanted to let you guys know if any of you was wondering who Boots was when you called the any helpline, I'm that dude. And I, <laughs> and you know, a, a bunch of you are like goddamn complainers. You know? <laughs> but I got your asses to a meeting, and that was the main thing, right? That's what I'm here for. Uh, I came to Narcotics Anonymous to get clean, guys. Not to stop my swearing. So, you know, for Boots, it's exciting for you know when they when they told me Boots, you 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 can't swear. It's hard, man. You're asking me to do something that my disease has kept me quiet for so many years. You're asking me to silence my voice again. And you know, it took a hell of a long time for me to get over this shit. I actually was, you know, I was actually like pissed off. You know, I went through the justifications like, hey, ain't World Services the guys that we pay to do our business? You know what I mean? We are the employers of these guys. You know, and then I had to, you know, my, uh, and, and I won't get into that, but, uh, you know, I'd like to thank the committee for asking me to share. I actually told them guys, don't put my name in. And, uh, <laughs> They put my damn name in it. I'm more like a, I'm a, I'm a newcomer, guys, you know. I'm coming up on seven years clean, and uh, it's a miracle, you know. It is a miracle. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong, I'm grateful, you know, that uh, I'm a member of Narcotics Anonymous. But I'm the type of addict that I don't wake up grateful, you know. I'm a fucking pissed off addict. I wake up every goddamn morning realizing that I can't goddamn use. You know, the rudest awakening for me was <laughs> realizing that I cannot use successfully. That just pissed me off, you know. Because <laughs> where I come from, I come from like the ghettos of the islands, you know. When I was told I can't use successfully, it's just like I took it as I'm a wimp, I'm a hopeless guy, I'm, you know, unemployed, good for nothing. You know, I just want to recognize my wife right here, Morena Brown, uh, my wife, Richard. It was her that got me into the program. I went to hug her one night and she told me, don't touch me, you're dirty. You know, she got clean before me and uh, we've been married now 18 years and we got 10 lovely children. Uh, well, yeah. We got nine daughters and a son, so right now I'm kind of like fed up with ladies too right now. Nah, nah, nah. That's only a joke. <laughs> but anyway, man, I come to any, like I say, you know, I, I'm glad I'm, in, I'm a member of Narcotics Anonymous. Because when I say I'm a member, I'm a damn member. You can't, you can't kick my ass out, no matter what I do. No matter what I believe, and that's what I started in Narcotics Anonymous, you know. I mean, I, I've told some of my sponsors, you want to work the damn steps, don't work the steps. You don't want to go to meetings, don't go to meetings. You don't want to be a part of us, don't be a part of us. <laughs> we'll refund your damn music any damn time you want, you know. But we we'll always be here with our arms open and our doors open for you anytime. You know, uh... Now people ask me, was I nervous? I really wasn't nervous. The thing I was hoping is our world is not nervous. You know, I got some people, and I think the people who are in service, Truly. You know, I'm on the phone line for the Oahu area, and this is like, I'm the committee, guys. Our fellowship here is so small. Actively, our fellowship is like uh, 200 strong. You know? We're struggling to stay clean here. You rarely see people in the rooms with a lot of years, you know? When a lot of them come in with five years, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm going through things to where it's like, I have to make the decision, man, is this where I want to be? You know, I went to other fellowships before I came here, and I was always alone. You know? 
So my journey started, uh, I was a user from eight years old, you know, and I got clean when I was 36 years old, and, uh, and I'm now 43, you know, and, uh, God. You know, I'm the kind of addict that when I came in, man, I, I'm pissed off. You know, I, I've always been pissed off, you know, I'm just an angry addict, you know, and, uh, but I'm very loving, you know, they always, when I, when I was getting ready to share, they told me, you know, Boots, try to be very loving as much as possible, you know, <laughs> try to be, <laughs> you know, I start my day off, waking up in the morning, realizing I, I can't use today, so, so I will run on this self-will shit, man, I'll, I'll try to, you know, I'll, I'll fight this process, man, by the end of the night, I'll find love and gratitude again in my life, you know what I mean? But the root awakening for me was, uh, you know, I come from a life, local life here. You know, I don't know, I don't like topics, guys, you know, because I, all I know is what I know, my experience, right? And, uh, and every meeting that I've been through so far, no one really stayed on a topic. <laughs> we never do when we go to meetings, right? And, uh, but, for, you know, you know why? Because when we come up here, I believe when I come up here and I share, <laughs> No matter how much loopholes I leave in, your brains will fill in the blanks, you know? And that's what I have believed, how we become one and how our higher powers rise up and live within us, you know? And, uh, whew. But I got here to Narcotics Anonymous, I was kind of chained and shackled and I was kicked in, you know? That's how I came in. I came into the jails and, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to where they gave me probation. And uh, I remember the day they let me out of jail. You know, I'm, I'm a herbs man, you know. <laughs> Can't you tell? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I come to Narcotics Anonymous and uh, I found out that it, uh, you know, I, I just feel like I was tricked in here, man. You know, you guys fucking set me up, you know. And, uh, I get here, you guys tell me drugs is my problem, and when I get here, you guys tell me there's these sets of steps, and when I work these steps, I come to find out I'm a goddamn problem. I'm bummed out now, man. You know? But my journey started back in early, the early 90s is when I first was introduced to the rooms. Actually, it was my wife. She needed to get clean because her life was starting to get unmanageable. <laughs> you know? So she got clean. She went to treatment, man. She started going to meetings. You know, this is my awakening, my journey, you know. And uh, I got her to meetings. I got her to meetings like an hour early. I'd pick her up like an hour late. She started interfering with my high. So I need to get her ass to the goddamn meeting early, have her stay at the meeting, pick her up late so I can use longer, you know. Eventually I took her down, you know, for the newcomers, if you're in a relationship. And the other is using. <laughs> Ain't gonna work. And that's what I've learned from my own experience, you know. She started using again. We went on a, she, well, the only, the only time I can say that I was clean was like in between hits, you know what I mean? And, um, <laughs> if you can call it clean. You know, when I go to meetings, I know all the things that should be said and done. You know what I mean? It was hard for me to come up here to put on a mask and try to be what the world wants me to be. That was like pretty hard for Boots. Because when I go to meetings, people know me as Boots. This is a guy, yes, all right, it's going to be an awesome meeting, you know? Oh, he didn't swear once. Oh, uh, that's like a shitty meeting. <laughs> but you know, it's okay, man. I'm, I'm trying to, like, you know, just ask you guys, bear with me, man, you know, and, uh, I do know that profanity does sell the CDs and stuff on there, you know, so. <laughs> it's, it's hard, guys. It's hard for me, man. You know, it's just, it's my story, man. That's where I come from, you know. It's, it's, I'm in that point in my recovery, wherever I'm at, that's where I'm at, guys. That's where I'm supposed to be, you know. So, you know, you can't ask me to be this way. Like, hey, who's 10 years from now, you should be like this. Or don't ask me to be that way now. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just be real, and I am a, a real addict, you know, and, uh, so my journey started, and, uh, I, whew, my wife started going to meetings, and, uh, 
You know, she would always come home and I would hear these guys, the women, I hated the women in recovery. I truly did, you know. Every night they'd come home, I'd, I'd be in a garage, man, and I'd hear them, Keith, you know, we'll pick you up tomorrow. It's okay, you know, we love you, we love you, you know. God damn, man, I'm fucking pissed off, man. I got no goddamn stash and my pipe is cracked. You know? So she comes in and I look at her, you witch. You know? Why don't you just stay with those ladies and don't come back? You know? I, I, I was really, man, I'm kind of skipping around, guys. I mean, I was violent, man, a violent addict. You know what I mean? This is, this is the kind of addict I am, ladies. I'll go and I'll buy me an eighth. I'll smoke up the whole damn thing and leave just a ghost if some of you can relate. I'll scrape that pipe down and water that pipe down just enough to get a puddle. Just so she can get one hit and get her revving. And I get to chong for nine more days. Because she's the one with the money. That's the kind of addict I am. That's the kind of rude awakening I come from. You know what I mean? And uh, I come from a loving family. They always give me money. You know, I tell my dad, hey dad... I want to smoke a bowl food tonight. Think I can get a hundred bucks from you? Yeah, boy, go ahead. You can take off five hundred if you like. You know? He'll give me his card. I'll come back and say, Dad, sorry, man. I took out a grand. You know, and it's the kind of family I come from, man. But anyway, you know, my wife started going to meetings and... Sometimes I think about it, man. I hated Narcotics Anonymous. You know? You guys were my goddamn bottom. Actually, my whole damn life was a bottom. You know what I mean? There was really not one reason why I came into Narcotics Anonymous. You see, I ran on things, man. I started to use him. I started to use just to use, you know, just to have fun, to be with friends. Then I started using for my problems. Then I find out when I come to Narcotics Anonymous <laughs> that the using was my problem, you know? I mean, it's like I, that's all I focus on is what I don't have right here, you know. And uh, you know, so I continue the journey on recovery. I came into the other fellowship. But I would forever be grateful for the other fellowship, you know. The arms was open for me, you know. And uh, but you know, I was raised by a family of of guys that drank, man. All my brothers and sisters drank. I was the only addict. Well, I don't even want to get into that shit with my family, but. Uh, you know, I get to that point where they'd be outside drinking and I'd be in a bathroom. You know, I'd go to their meetings and I used to tell them, you know what, you guys are on the beach? <laughs> and addicts' meetings are in the buildings? They'd be sticking their hand in that cooler, picking up that can of cold beer on the beach. You know, that's where I'm from. That's how it is, man. All those meetings are on the beaches and all the addict meetings are in churches. That's how important it was for me. When I when I first went to treatment, I was introduced into treatment, and uh, I used to fight the process, man. I was just a fighter, resistance all the way. That's that's what my half hour told me. <laughs> you know? Resist, fight, even if there ain't no fight to fight. You know, and uh, so I go to treatment, and uh, my counselor used to tell me, "Well, you you came up uh, dirty, you know." And I tell him, "Well, I can't be going to those meetings, man." You know, he told me, no, you got to go to those bees. You see, every time I go to that fellowship, man, there was somebody to stand up and share. It fucking hurt like hell, man. My ass was beaten by my father and shit like that for, you know. They're all drinking people, you know what I mean? So every time they would drink, they beat the shit out of me. So every time I hear somebody share, man, they would, you know, I, I, I could never relate, man. I would just feel pain every time. So they used to say, well, don't use before the meetings. Don't use during a meeting and don't use in between meetings. It got to the point I was smoking in a parking lot before I walked in the meeting. I took the shit with me in the meeting, went to the bathroom, took a couple hits. Then after the meeting, I'd be smoking in the bathroom. One night I told my wife, you know, I was supposedly supposed to be clean. So I told my wife, oh, I'm going to 7-Eleven, you know, and uh, I'm going to buy me something to drink and I'll be right back. <laughs> you know, like uh, three hours later. Hey, honey, I'm back, man. <laughs> How was the meeting, you know? I come back from the store, nothing in my hand, there's nothing to drink, there's, you know, no chips, no donuts, so she pretty much, I'm, I'm sure she knew that I went out to smoke. You see, I just couldn't stop using. 
I couldn't stop using, man. So finally, I went to one of their meetings, and one of them told me this. You know, bro, you're an addict. You're in the wrong place. You need to go to those meetings down the road that they call Narcotics Anonymous, you know. And I went, man. And it's my home group to this very day, Kamaili Ene, on the west side. And uh, I mean, you know, it's... I suffer from a disease of addiction. The core of my disease is self-centeredness. You know what I mean? It separates me from you, from a higher power, and most of all from me. You know what I mean? There are three things in my life that I have a problem with. It's others. The so-called God that I was raised religiously. You know what I mean? And myself. And that's how the steps work for me in my life today. You know, and... uh. So, you know, I, I, I start to go to NA meetings and uh, in Hawaii, you know, it's kind of, the diversity is large, you know. See, when I first came into the rooms, the rooms was only like white people. It was hard, man. When it, you know, when I, when I come to this convention, it was awesome for me. When I answered that phone, I was, I was answering the phone line, man, for like the past two weeks. Trust me, guys, like every damn two minutes I was answering the phone. You know, in about an hour's time, I went around the world without even leaving Hawaii, you know. <laughs> it was awesome, man. I called my wife and I said, hey, I just spoke to this guy from New Zealand, you know, and then while I'm talking to him, the, the phone is beeping. So I tell this guy, hey, get to Waikiki, man, the zoo. Head down Kalakaua Avenue, you know, and the zoo is on the left-hand side across the street, the 12 coconut trees. Many of you probably heard the same saying. <laughs> I didn't want to send you guys all over the damn island. You, you, you're never going to make the meeting, you know? Because for some reason, the meeting starts at 7, and you call me at 5 to 7. You know? I need a meeting. <laughs> but it was awesome. I was in my, in my bedroom, and uh, it was unreal, guys. You know? I get up at 3.30 in the morning, and I go to work, and I get home like about 9.30 at night. Six days a week, that's my days. You know, and... uh. So I was answering this phone, man. My wife and kids are all sleeping, and I'm still answering the damn phone, you know? It got to a point where after the first week and a half, I was sick of the damn phone already. Like, I don't even give a shit there's a convention going on. I'm not even answering that shit already. You know, it's like... I've been looking at the phone and be beeping, and all I'm thinking about is a newcomer who's suffering and wants to meet him. And I answer that phone. I mean, it's like, I got obsessed with the damn phone. It's like nuts, you know? But my, my journey starts, you know? And I started going to meetings all over. Here in Hawaii, we got like meetings in, in Waianae, man. It's like Hawaiians. Waimanala, we got like Hawaiians. Eva Beach is like Filipinos. Waipao is like Filipinos. We get to Pearl City, it's like Japanese. You know, that's, that's where the bulk of the cultures are at. So I started going to Waimanala meetings because I wanted to see if the Hawaiians are, are really recovering, you know. I go to Pro City, man, and I'll go to these meetings with local Japanese people, right? I wanted to see if they can recover. Or have they been recovering? I go to Kamoki, that's like where Kamoki Lidian guys are from. That's where all the Howleys are at. And for those of you who don't understand what Howley means, it's nothing offending. Howley, Howley means actually not our breath. Meaning you're not of our breath, Hawaiian. And that's all it really means. It doesn't really mean foreigner. It's the Howley way of explaining what a visitor is, you know. And in that sense, it turns out to be kind of offending. But anyway, uh, so I go to meetings all over, man, and I started going by myself, and I really didn't care if my wife was going to meetings already. You know, through the court system, I was forced to move out. So I was living in a, I wouldn't say, a, uh, it was like a recovery house. It was just me and a bunch of guys got together, and we started sharing rent, and, you know. So I lived in a household full of, uh, there was like six of us, Five of them was going to the other fellowship, and I was the only one coming to this fellowship. We could never watch not one movie without saying that guy is either an addict or an alcoholic. You know? And it was like nuts, man. Every night I'd come home, I'd read the literature. That's all I had, guys, the literature. You know, but if, I, if I question anything in a program, I go to the literature, you know what I mean? That's where it's at, man. And, uh... You know, I remember they had me under house arrest for like three years. I could only travel like this much space. You know, I'd wear that anklet that if I leave the room, the thing just lets my 
probation officer know that I'm walking one foot out of the square. And, uh, and that's all I had, man. I had a basic text. That's it. You know? I read that basic text like a thousand times. And I remember Eric telling me, you know, Boots, if you open up that basic text and that book is talking to you, or you feel like somebody's been following you for the, your whole life. I had all this guy know my whole life, you know. And he says, that's the fellowship that you belong in. You know, and, and, I, and I've been in Narcotics Anonymous since, and uh, I got into service. I truly believe that service is important, you know, and uh, for Boots, it's about giving back, and some days it's rough, guys, you know. The desire to stay clean is as strong as the desire to want to use. And that's not bullshit for boots, you know. I, I used to go to meetings and I used to share, yeah, the 12 steps work. That's the message that we supposed to be sharing, right? And I was always told that, you know, that, uh, you know, I, I was sitting out there with you guys for, for a long time before I got up here to share. And I had the opportunity to hear all the bullshit that goes on out there. You know? Sisters talking about sisters, brothers talking about brothers. You know? <laughs> And I had learned that in order for you to learn principles, you have to learn personalities first. You know? And in order for me to hear the message, I had to decipher what the mess was. The message is in the mess. And I got to decipher that shit when I got to work the steps. Then I know what I'm listening to. And everything really wasn't bullshit, you know what I mean? So I started going to meetings, and I started going to meetings, and I started going to meetings, and uh, I went to meetings when I didn't want to go, and I went to meetings when I wanted to go, and uh, I went to meetings when others wanted to go. Out at our side, you can go like to at least five meetings a day. That's how bad it is, man. I'd say nine houses out of ten is infested, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just moved back down to where I'm living now, and... uh what we locals here call as chronics. Or a bunch of me all over. You know, that kind of like pissed me off. We moved into this house and there's like me's all over the place. And these guys just reveal me all over. You know what I mean? So I think my plan is I want to start a meeting right in the middle of my own... <laughs> They would, you know, they know it's a solution. And, uh, but I fought the process all the way, you know. Because I didn't plan to get clean. My motto was get high till I die, man. You know. I found my higher power. To smoking herb. I used to come in to me and say, man, that's only a damn plant. What the hell damn, what's the damn problem, you know. Until I came to you guys, you guys told me some mood-changing, mind-altering substance. Cuz, wake up! You know? And I'm like, damn, okay. Cross that out on my list. Then I go see my probation officer, they tell me, oh, you know, your UA came out dirty. I said, okay, shoot, 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 you know? Just the kind of addict I was because they didn't tell me that my UA came out uh, clean or sober. They told me I came out clean or dirty. I justified all the shit all along the way, man. It was like the rudest awakening. I would always tell myself, this just can't be, man. This just can't be happening to me. There ain't no damn way. There ain't no new way. There ain't no way to live my life without the use of drugs. That's where I was at in my life. When I first got to my home group, the secretary was this lady that I used with. And, uh, and I hate that witch, you know. But her and I, you know, for many of you who do know her, her and I are like good friends, man. They say men work with men, women work with women. I'll tell you what, when my shit is hanging, man, I call her ass to save my ass, you know. And she's done it many a times, and I'm, and I'm just kind of sorry that she's not here today, you know. I mean, she's, she's living, she's just not, never take a damn time to save damn money to get to the convention. Simple. You know? Secrets are more important, fine. <laughs> you don't want to drive the 60 miles, fine. Stay home then. You know, and uh, 
So my journey begins with narcotics anonymous and I and I and I started, you know, going to meetings and that's all I was doing, man. Going to meetings, getting my paper signed, you know. Sooner or later, man, staying clean was getting so damn boring for me. Same shit every day. Baby, you think you can drop me off at the meeting because uh, I gotta get my goddamn paper signed. <laughs> you know? You know, it'll get to the point to where I start to know the people who sign the papers. What's up, Owen? I know I'm 15 minutes late, but I still can. <laughs> Before you know it, oh, what's up, cuz? What? I know I'm half an hour late, but you still can. <laughs> when the time starts to run off for boots, I start to look at those rubber stamp stores. I think I can create my own stamp, you know? <laughs> they got nuts for me. This is just. It was such a rude awakening for Boots. I just could not believe that people were clean. It was a way of life for us locals here. We wake up in the morning. You start to fill the coolers up. You send someone out to start finding all the stash, whatever stash you can find. Everybody meets up after, in the afternoon. What we call fun and music, kind of computer, Right? Start playing music all night, everybody's drinking, everybody's smoking, everybody's having a good time. By one o'clock in the morning, somebody's getting bat with the ukulele. <laughs> and that was life, man. I mean, it's like, I love that shit, you know? You know, I remember times when my brother beat us living daylights out of my sister-in-law. She come in, her two eyes are just black, right? And the first thing he said was, hey, fill up the coolers. Let's celebrate. Okay, cuz. Shoot. You know, dog gets run over. Fill up our coolers. You know, it's for everything in our life, we just party, man. I had a hard time, people, and you know, just to share with you because, uh, because I am Hawaiian, we carry a lot of resentments, a lot of bullshit with what goes on in our culture. So I wasn't really proud to say that I was a Hawaiian. Because I was told when I went to elementary school, I was told that us Hawaiians are locals. We're lazy. You guys are good for nothing. You drink every day. You kill each other. You fuss and fight. There's domestic violence to the max. You're going to be what your parents are. That's the kind of education they teach us. You know? So when they ask me, are you Hawaiian? No. I'm Hollywood. <laughs> And I am, guys. My name, my last name is Bailey, man, you know. <laughs> so they tell me, where's your, where's the Caucasian? Okay, cuz, you like see that? <laughs> I'll, see, I'll show you all the Caucasian you want to see, cuz. Just, 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 just wait here, okay? But you see, I ran on there for years, man. I ran on there for years, you know. There's a lot of intricate controversy in our culture here in Hawaii. It finally got to the point where I used anything, man. I hear things, oh, the holy stole our land, oh, let, 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 let's buy a half ounce, you know. You know. Oh, Governor Ariyoshi, he's Japanese, he just got into the, oh, he's, he's just made governor, okay, let, let's, let's smoke some shit up, you know. <laughs> it was nuts, man. I'd actually sit down with local brothers and we'd find those kind of reasons to use, you know what I mean? Oh, there's more, more to it, they built Makaha Resort and now there's more houses in Makaha. Go pick an announce, bro. You know? It's crazy. So I found I, I spent so much time just, just trying to hold on to the using. You know what I mean? I never thought that my life was unmanageable. And I was polished over my addiction. You know what I mean? When I came to NA, I come to find out that my feelings was unmanageable. I truly believe I have the disease of addiction, which is a feelings disease. You know what I mean? Every time I use guys, I get pissed off. I act out. I find out I'm sitting in jail. Now I think. You know, somebody called me, well, Boots, you know, it's, it's a thinking disease. You've got to change your thinking. Well, how come I'm, I only think when I'm behind the bars? That's the only damn time I think. When you hurt my feelings, that's when I act out on my feelings. And I hurt someone, then I end up in jail. Then I start to think, oh shit, I got 15 years I'm facing right now. You know, like, 
Oh, shit, I hope my sister can put up her two brand new houses to get me out. <laughs> and she did, man. You know, and I'll forever be grateful for that. And, uh, it's crazy, crazy. You know, so I started building up some clean time and I started choosing sponsors. And I was on probation for a long time and I couldn't choose the sponsors that I had chosen because they were classified the same kind of criminals I was, you know what I mean? And they'll say, no, you can't have a felon as your sponsor. I truly didn't believe in narcotics and honesty because they told me I'm not going to be under surveillance and we won't be governed. <laughs> you know how much I believe in that? When they told me, Bruce, you want to share the world but you can't swear, I felt governed. And I truly feel I'm being surveilled right now. <laughs> he swore once, he swore twice, he swore three. But you know what, I'd like to thank Fran who shared before me because she opened the doors for me. <laughs> Those guys like swore up the ass, so I'm okay, you know. If Fran can do it, I'm pretty sure I can. You know, sadics, man, we run with that shit, you know. If you can do them, I can do them too. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm grateful, man. You know, my journey began and uh, I started building up some clean time and uh, I started learning these steps and I started learning the... Any way, you know, and uh, it was just so awesome because I started meeting friends along the way, people who actually give a shit, you know. It's just sad because I'm in the rooms today and none of my friends are in the rooms. You know, uh, sometimes I ask myself why. You know, by the grace of God, I'm the only one out of the the brothers that I used with that I'm clean today, you know. I'm still running through these brothers once in a while, and uh, they're still in square one, you know. Wives are gone, kids are gone, all their teeth are gone, <laughs> hair is gone. They're 50 and they look like 90. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of you know. I'm 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 trying to live this new way, this newfound way, and uh, I thank the people who had come before me. You know, there's a man tonight that I recognize, and it's Uncle Rob right there in that blue shirt right there. You know, he, he's one of those old timers who's been around for a while for us locals. I mean, there there really ain't much old timers in this, in our fellowship in our area. You know, when I first came here, what I've learned from the convention was uh, how I'm responsible for my recovery. Why? Because there's somebody else who's going to rely on my recovery. For them to get recovery. And that's what I learned basically out of the whole weekend. You know? And uh, Robert was there for me. I love you, bro. Love you. And uh, he was there when I got there in the meetings. There was like... Our home group started. There was like... It got down to like five people. And he's like, well, where the hell is everybody, man? You see, I, I looked at it as... They told me, oh, I got a fatal and a progressive disease and uh, it's incurable. Oh, shit. Then why the hell get clean? You know? <laughs> Believe me, in recovery, I can live miserable all the way, just like I was using. And sometimes I choose that. I used for almost 30 years, you know what I mean? Misery, I've been in company for years. That's one thing I know how to do best. I'm, so, I'm still new in a fellowship to where... If I don't stick to this fellowship on a daily basis, or I should say moment by moment, you know, my desire to use is strong, man. Every day I wake up, I like to use. Because I want to find a job. You know? You know, and I, I, and I, I remember back then, man, that I used to hear Josh telling me it's okay to smoke weed because it's growing on my grave. Because of Narcotics Anonymous today, I hear Josh telling me, you don't have to use. You know, that's what you guys told me when I came here, man. You don't have to use it, and that just bummed me out. So I come here, you guys start to tell me there's a new way that I can live, that I no longer have to use, and I can find a new way. You know, and uh, and that bummed me out too, man. Because you guys told me that there was a solution. You know? So I come in Narcotics Anonymous, and I try to find all the solutions that I can. Then I find out there ain't no solution for everything. And if you're working on a problem, and you can't find a solution because you're working on the wrong problem, you know, and that's what I've learned from you guys, you know, it's been an awesome journey for me, and uh, 
as well as for my wife. And uh, kind of got rough for me throughout the years because my wife is a substance abuse counselor. You know, <laughs> if you're working in a field of reco- or treatment, that's not recovering. <laughs> I'm going in her area now. She's getting mad, so I better stop backing off. <laughs> or oh, I will be alone tonight. <laughs> you know, my wife always shares that uh, for years I was her higher power. <laughs> that was another rude awakening. She woke up one night and she told me, you're no longer my higher power. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm a humorous kind of guy, you know, and I don't know if it's because I'm trying to hide my true feelings, but uh, <laughs> after that bedroom door closes, <laughs> I'm a higher power, and trust me, man. <laughs> hey, you know what, like we say, it's all good, bro, it's all good. You know, my wife and I have a wonderful time in recovery. You know, thanks to Narcotics Anonymous, and, uh, you know, it's it's... It's right now, man. We're in a situation where we have four young adult daughters, you know, and uh, we have four lovely grandsons, and uh, and our daughters are actively using, you know. I mean, it got to the point to where I choked their neck, man, physically, you know. <laughs> you will stop. <laughs> they look at me, go. <laughs> I know they're gonna leave and use more, you know. So we're just coming here, man. I ran into one of my, you know, we, where I come from, the nightlife is more alive than a daylife. 7-Eleven seems to be full at 2 or 3 in the morning. You know? Oh, and you get changed. You know? That's where I met in my recovery today, uh, giving back, you know? I sponsor quite a few guys, like quite a few, many, pretty plenty guys, and um, and I was always told that um, I'm sponsoring too much guys. I don't think so. You sponsor 40 guys, only two of them call you anyway. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's that bad, you know. You know, I'm sure glad that I came in when I did. Because truly, when I finally started to grab the program, I started to realize I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know. From my attic, we used to take quaaludes. We used to love taking a piss, you know. I used to like that altered state. <laughs> I find myself laying on the ground, cider, trying to piss, you know. I always loved that not me feeling because I could always blame self you know if I don't say like in the eye in my life I myself I can easily justify it was self the one so for me for me you know language and vocabulary was important to me because I could play with words you know what I mean my wife would tell me, you know, you got to stop those behaviors. I was no, it was self doing those behaviors, not I. Because it sounds like to me when I come up here and say, well, I better take care of self first. <laughs> it's like saying I got to take care of someone else of me. So, you know, I had to watch words, man, because I, that, I, I would just mess with the program all the way because I didn't plan to get clean and I didn't want to get clean, you know. So it was like a rude awakening all the way, even here, you know. I truly believe that I am more than what I feel and what I think. What I feel and what I think is not who I am. And it's so important to boost today. (laughs) It's really like I really don't care what they think of me or the things that I do, because I'm still going to do things that, I, that I've done, you know, and not excusing my behaviors or anything, but I just found out that I've been used to do things for so long, I can't think to stop the things before they actually happen. After working the steps, I found out that I, the only time that I can do something about it is after I already had created the harm. So today in my life, I'm trying to stop it, you know what I mean? 
trying to stop that process from going on. And truthfully, guys, sometimes I don't want to. There's a lot of choice in my life. They said there's a lot of choice. Since when I had a choice in the disease of addiction? The minute I wake up and I take that first breath and I take the first step, the disease already made the decision for me. It's not like I wake up and say, I'm not addict today, you know. I'm not that addict today. My intention is not to do and not to be that addict on that first step when I wake up, but I've done it for so many years, you know what I mean? My, it's like it's in my reflexes already. But I get to work on these things, you know, with the steps and uh and I truly believe the traditions too. I heard a guy earlier sharing, uh his guy was I I just laughed out, man. Mm-hmm. He told me that the steps stops me from killing me. And the traditions stops all of you from killing each other. <laughs> and I could relate to that. They're so awesome for me, man. I understand that language. That's where I come from. You know what I mean? So finally, when I get to Narcotics Anonymous, I was working these steps, man. I get into service, you know, and I get to area level. (laughs) I wish I stayed a coffee maker. (laughs) You know, my home group, the group consciousness are like two and a half hours. Because we're wondering where our dollar is going. I was taught in the traditions that uh, we're supposed to be corporate poverty. Spend every day money you got until you're broke and then you're okay. You know? But as a home group, as addicts, you know, like we like hoard the money and we don't like spend that money. And I'm that kind of addict, man. If I'm putting a dollar in a basket, I don't know where the damn dollar is going. So I got into area service just so I can see where my dollar is going. I do know that we're all members and we can go to any meeting that we please. You know what I mean? We can go, we are, we're invited to any area level, any regional level. And, uh, and thank God I went, man, because we was going to pay for this delegate to fly. <laughs> we were actually going to pay her damn vacation. And we stopped the process. She's going from point A to point B to point C in her vacation. <laughs> well, it's from point A to point B. So what we did was we paid from point B to point C. I made her pay the rest. You know what I mean? And that's how important it is in our collection. It taught me how to be responsible. I mean, today I can, I can, I get to do things today. I get to work. I get to be a loving husband. I get to be a dad. I get to be a grandfather. You know? I get to be a friend. I get to be this loving addict today. And I am a loving guy. You know, I'm not always pissed off. Just don't be around me from 3 in the morning to like 5 in the morning. That's like those ungrateful morning times. You know? And I think that's why God made me, uh, I work like about 50 miles away from my home. By the time I get to work, I'm so damn tired of driving. There's nothing to complain about already. I ran out of thinking, I ran out of feelings. You know, it's like, okay, I'm ready to work now, I'm empty. And then the same trip going home. It takes me like about two and a half hours to get home, you know. You know, my wife asked me, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm okay. The less the people in the room is when I'm not okay. The more people in the room, the better I feel. Because the more I feel like more of you give a shit about me. I feel more loved. (laughs) Any of you seem like La Bamba? When the brother said, what about me? <laughs> what about Bob? What about what Bob wants? That's what me, you know. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll end with this, guys. It's only a one-hour meeting, man. And they told me to just talk and, and you know. <laughs> I, I can go on forever, and I just don't want... You see, I chose my life from... Uh, I know I told my sponsor just the other day, you know. Brother, he needs to get off the damn merry-go-round. See, my life was uh, in early recovery was uh, I'd ride the merry-go-round, man. I'd ride the horse. Get off the merry-go-round, then I'd jump on a porpoise. Get off the merry-go-round, then I'd jump on a chair. You know what I mean? Then I'd ride another horse. 
So I told him the same story. I said, brother, you need to jump off that freaking merry-go-round, man, and jump on a goddamn roller coaster. I got tired of going round and round. Same shit, you know what I mean? So now recovery is more exciting for me, man. I mean, you know. I find myself going up. I find myself coming down, upside down. I find myself going sideways, right? And I like that, man. I don't know, for some reason, I'm obsessed with it now. I like recovery. I truly love recovery, you know, and, uh, and, I, and I'll end with these guys. You know, this is, this is how I, simple I keep my recovery. You know, I've learned the steps, the process on working the steps, and, uh, you know, I come from an area where consequences are no longer something that, I, that can help keep us clean. Where I come from, everyone's been to jail, everyone's lost their children, everyone's lost their wives. So consequences are no longer a thing that can keep us from using. So it's hard, you know. If I go up to someone and tell my brother, you went to jail again for the fifth time. So what? I went, I've been there already four times. <laughs> well, you lose your kids. That's all right. I lost the other eight. It's me, you know. Well, you can lose your old lady. That's my photo later already. You know, so for me, man, I'm, I'm grateful. You know, I work these steps, and uh, I do know for Boots that step one, two, and three, I, I found this, and I made this piece of my hand power. Step four, five, six, and seven, I made this piece with myself. And eight and nine, I made a piece with others in my life today. I get to do an honest ten step for myself on a daily basis. And I can invite my higher power on the 11th step with me. And on a, on a 12th step, man, it's me and my higher power. And I get to get this spiritual awakening and now I share it with another addict. And that's how simple I keep my steps, you know. And uh, I truly am grateful I'm here. I'm grateful you guys are here. This is uh, somebody, I've, I've been told the whole weekend that uh, after you leave this convention, your life is going to change. When I first came to Narcotics Anonymous, man, I was told... Uh, by the other guys. Change one thing, change everything. When I came to Narcotics Anonymous, you guys told me change one thing. Stop using, and everything will change, you know. And it's been so great, man. It's been a journey for Boots, and uh, I know I know, I got a good chance, man. I'm, I love the Narcotics Anonymous program, you know, and uh, I know it's uh, progress, not perfection, you know. I got a lot of my friends here tonight, and I'm truly grateful they're here to support me. And uh, and even, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm looking out in the crowd right now, and I see people from all over, you know. It's just, it's just awesome, man. I love this fellowship. Even if I don't know you, man, I love you. I won't say that uh, I'm one of those addicts that I'll love you, but it doesn't mean I like you. It's a bunch of shit. In any man, you better love me. And I love you. But these are the guys who are going to save your ass. You know? Liking you got nothing to do with this shit. <laughs> you know? Liking is a, is a choice, man. Love ain't. You know? And I know love ain't no damn defect of character. That we all can express love. But I, I, I think I already burned enough minutes, man. I had one hour and uh, I truly am grateful. Thank you for stepping up to the plate. The secretary didn't show up, so sister kind of covered for us. And I'm grateful for that. You know, I've met many people, and I'm, I'm going to be here still to meet many more. My name is Boots. I'm truly a grateful recovering addict. Thank you for letting me share with Counted 36 shit, 24 fuck, two asshole, and. And 16 combinations of the, of the above. Um, 
I just wanted to make this one thought. Um, I really appreciated uh, listening to you share, and um, I'm going to take with me after I created the harm, and um, I did that with my father, and I was able to make amends and have a relationship with him, and uh, I really appreciated what you had to say. Okay, let's uh, thank Boots for sharing again, and... Um, Maria from Florida has been asked to read just for today. I'm Maria, and this is Chi Chi. Just for today. Tell yourself, just for today, my thoughts will be on my recovery, living and enjoying life without the use of drugs. Just for today, I will have faith in someone N.A. She believes in me and wants to help me in my recovery. Just for today, I will have a program. I will try to follow it to the best of my ability. Just for today. Through when I went out. Through NA, I will try to get a better perspective on my life. Just for today, I will be unafraid. My thoughts will be on my new associations. People is not using, and they have found a new way of life. So long as I follow that way, I have nothing to fear. Make a circle around the room, and we'll close the meeting with a third step prayer. Thank you.